אומר רב חונן בר עמי, מחלוקת בברי חולי שיינן. This מחלוקת in the Mishnah is only on the first brood of the season. The first set of little birds that are hatched in this season. The Beishamai Sobri, Gazirinu, we are afraid, if he wouldn't handle it, Avyantiv, the owner of Selimuchit. He might come to change his mind because the first brood people are unwilling to shecht. They usually prefer to leave their first brood for their mother as company for the rest of the season. And they need birds for eating, they take their later broods. So therefore, if he's taking from the first brood, that's why Beishamah insists he should take in his hand El Yontem and heft it to make sure he won't change his mind on Yontem. We're not afraid even the first brood. For the second brood on, everybody agrees it's enough to say Of course, since we pass him like Beis Hillel, it makes no difference. But that's where the Machlekes is. Only on the first brood, Beis insists he has to heft it before Yantar. Again, why? Because the first brood people have compassion on those birds and learn that the letters remain with the mother bird for the rest of the season. Say that little piece. If that's the case, since we see that in our Mishnah, what Beis Hillel requires is only a formality. Because by looking at it, Erev Yontet, you really don't know how fat, how heavy that pigeon is, that chicken is. So therefore, we see it's only a formality to remove the word muktzeh from it. He was not afraid that he might change his mind and take a different one, and it'll turn out that he handled the first one for nothing. If he only acquires you should say a declaration, in order to remove the name of Muktsa, because birds are Muktsa Only when your mind was set on it, it takes off the name of Muktsa. So since the only purpose is to remove the name of Muktsa, why the Basil require you should say, let him say, I'm going to take from here tomorrow. That's enough. It's only a formality. Why do you have to designate which bird you want to take? It really makes no difference. But even the bird you're looking at may not be the bird you want. If you hand it in your ha- hold it in your hand, it may be too skinny for you. Still, Basil doesn't care about that. The only interest in removing the main muktsa. Yeah, that's all you care for. So you can say in general, from this nest of birds, I'll take one tomorrow. That's the most question. Now, you might want to answer. Basil doesn't hold Brera. Because this brings us into the subject of Brera. Brera means like this. At a time when you're doing something, some kind of a haloist, some kind of a Kenyan, some kind of a Torah transaction, at the moment, it's not clarified 
which one, which element, which item you intend. Only you're saying, I'm doing it for the item that will be clarified later retroactively. That's what I intend. Let's say a man is writing a, a, a document of giving a gift to one of his sons. So you say, the son that will go first to the base Akinesis tomorrow morning, that son will get this document of um, they're dealing him a certain piece of property as a gift. Now, in the document, it doesn't say which son. Tomorrow morning, it'll be retroactively clarified by uh, the fact that the son came first. That's the one he intended. That's called Brera. And that's a big machlekes all throughout Shast. If you say yes, Brera or not. Since at the time of the transaction when the Kenyan had to be made, the name wasn't known. The item to whom he was talking, the person, which was not known, later is clarified retroactively, that's a machleke, it's a here also. We might say the reason base Hillel requires you to designate a particular bird, but if you'll say, I'm going to take from this nest tomorrow a bird, but you didn't say which one, and tomorrow well, you'll take a bird. You'll say that's the one retroactively where they were declared non mukse Maybe base Hillel does not hold bread. So now it brings in the cash that the Basil does hold bread. Let's say that inside. Now before we start the next piece of Gemara, we have to get a picture of the situation that you want to talk about. When there's a mess in the house, <coughs> there's a possibility that the mess might be brought out of the house through a number, one of a many number of doors. Let's say the house has a number of doors and has windows. So sometimes the mess is handed out through a window, sometimes it's handed out through the doors. Since we don't know beforehand, so the thing is like this. If all the doors are equally situated, I mean, all the doors are closed, all the windows are closed, now let's imagine that the windows are, the window sills are wide. And on the window sills there are Kalim standing. But since the windows are closed, so the Tumas Mas does not go out in that space of the window sill to be Metami the Kalim. If the windows had been open, then the Tumas Mas that's in the house goes out under the roof. As long as the roof continues to extend from the house over the windows, it can carry it to the tumor. But since the windows are closed, the tumor's mask can't go out, so the kalim that, should, that are standing in the windowsill should be tohoyer. But since all the windows are closed, all the doors are closed, so each window, each door is an equal candidate to be the exit for the mess. And the doorway through the mesh is going to go out. That doorway, even though it's closed, is considered open, and it's metame, all the caleb is standing in the doorway. So once more. The doorway through the mess is going to go out of the house, even though it's now closed, it's considered as if it's open, and all the caleb standing in that doorway are under the roof of the window. It's like an extension of the roof of the room where the mess is, and the, the tumor's mess is in the doorway. 
But suppose all the doorways are closed and all windows are closed, and everyone is equally possible that they must go out. Therefore, all the doorways and all the windows are tame. And the cave is standing in the doorways, and the windows are all tame. Unless we open up one of the windows beforehand, to, or the doors, to designate that's the window, that's the exit to which the mess will go out. So by opening up the window beforehand, that's before the mess die. That's the most certain way of doing it. We'll soon see other ways too. Before the mess die, we open up one window or one door and say, this is going to be the exit. <coughs> so therefore, all the other windows or doorways are, if they're closed, they're tohel, and the Kalim standing in those windows or doorways are not considered under the Oyalames. So you can explain that to your neighbors before you go on. Of course, of course, when the windows are closed, the Kalim on the windowsill are on the outside. When the windows are closed, the Kalim on the windowsills are on the outside. But since we don't know through which window or doorway the mess will exit, it's like all of them are open, theoretically, and therefore all of the windowsills are tumbling.